Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. We're glad you're here. I'm Kevin McDonald, your host for this grand adventure, and I thank you for joining us. You see, our mission is to create a positive, personal connection to all things with courage and love. We invite terrific guests, interesting topics, and great conversation, all in a fun, entertaining way. And we always manage to learn something, too. So I hope you will stay right where you are for this episode of Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to Positive Talk Radio. It is Monday. It is a brand new year. It's a, it's nice to have a brand new year. I didn't like the old one much, so hopefully the new one will be a lot better than the old one was. Uh, Benny Mathers is here. Benny, how are you today, sir? Hi there, uh, Kevin. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> happy, uh, happy new year to you as well. Yes, dings are included. That's how the new year starts off. And, uh, yeah, actually, the last year wasn't too terrible, I don't think, for me. I still did everything kind of up uh, and around here in the radio station. For others, it might be different, but, uh, yeah, other than that, pretty good. Well, good. Well, and you heard that ding. Well, that's yep. that's because in 20 years of doing this, I still have not figured out that I need to turn my cell phone off. Aha. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Maybe that should have been your New Year's uh, intention. Well, you know, in the studio, there is a <laughs> sign that says, um, yeah. uh, turn your cell phone off. Mm -hmm. You know who generated that sign 18 years ago? Probably uh, you, perhaps. It, it was me Maybe. because I, I never <laughs> learned how to turn my cell phone off. So, okay. But it's, it's off now and we're all good. Speaking of uh, New Year's resolutions, I have to ask you, did you make any? Uh, I have a little bit of an intention, more of just being a little more of alert and aware of my surroundings. We'll call it that. Well, that would that would work. That yeah, that that's always a good thing. But <laughs> yeah. but you know what I what I found is most of the time when you when you do a New Year's resolution, and that's why you know uh, the the gyms and stuff are so busy. At the, at the first of the year, uh, because everybody says this year, it's going to be this year. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to get better. And you know, that lasts through, I don't know, second week of February, maybe. And then, then that's it kind of thing. And so, um, uh, new year's resolutions are famous for being, uh, grandiose and then, uh, not, not happening. Correct. They are. And, uh, it's funny. I usually in past, uh, I guess I should say uh, athleticisms in years. <laughs> I uh, would go to the gym that first couple of years and, you know, obviously did like everything else and tapered off. However, in the last two years, I haven't needed to go to the gym. I just do everything at home. But there was the one year I did not go in the first month at all. I stayed away. Good thing, because then right after that first month, <laughs> everything was all ship shape and everything was open for me to enjoy my life at the gym at that time because all the other stuff was available. Because well, and the other the other thing is I, the people who regularly go to the gym, it's part of their daily thing. Yeah, um, they don't like to go in January because all mm -hmm. of the amateurs are there. That's my exactly my point. <laughs> because the amateurs are there for the first month, they uh, uh, then they tend to go away, and then it's the, the guys that are actually committed to doing it. They're the ones that stay the rest of the time. And uh, by the way, the, one more question I had to ask you: Did you do you ever buy yourself a Christmas present? Just you buy yourself something? Not, not entirely. I mean, I, I guess Christmas could be for any day of the year for me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> whether it's July, August, whenever. 
but no, you, you, to answer you just your question. Buy whatever you want. I'm I'm so damn cheap. I, I I don't buy stuff for myself unless unless it's like a special holiday. But I did this year. I stepped out and bought a virtual um a, a reality machine. Ooh, like like the goggles, the VR set. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is, it, Benny. It is so real. I was playing ping pong. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> and the guy and the guy made a good shot, and I said, "Nice shot." And I was sitting <laughs> in my living room all by myself with these. And and I have to make sure the blinds are closed because if somebody sees me, see, I'm seeing this entire room with the the uh, um, ping pong paddles there and the ping pong table and and an entire room. But in, in reality. I'm standing there um, in my living room and and hitting a, a an imaginary uh, uh, ping pong ball back and forth, and and I don't want people to see me. They're, they're going to have me committed. That's not like a terrible thing. It's very normal, and a lot of people are doing that these days, especially with Zoom, which we're using right now. Everything's online, and more things are becoming more technologically advanced. Um, I think you're in the right spot right now. I think that's pretty cool. Think that's well, and, cool. the, and the really cool thing, I, because I have arthritis. I'm older now, and I have arthritis in my hands. Yeah. So you know the 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 gun, the 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 games where you pick up the gun and you shoot the gun and you put the gun away and then you uh -huh. pick up the your grenade. I can't do that very well, and so uh, but I can do the boxing game and the uh, ping pong game. And I don't like to go to the gym because I don't like to lift weights and I don't like to stand there uh, in a uh, uh, at the elliptical or the uh, um, 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 the treadmill, because that's really boring for me. So I play ping pong, and I started doing that, and it's it's going to work out great, I think, for for a fat old guy like me. Uh, that well, come on now, that's not that's not saying uh, that you can't handle the pressures of life, Kevin, but you're able to adjust and adapt to it. And uh, real quick though, we do have another host here that is also a ping pong player too, and uh, she's later on the uh, morning hour. You two should team up and do a virtual tennis uh, ping pong match, I should say. Oh, she'd kick my butt. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you like. <laughs> I'm so brand new with it, but I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. All right, man. And, and speaking of which, you know, um, when you make a New Year's resolution, one of the major New Year's resolutions that you want to do is you want to lose weight. You want to get healthy. You look at the you look in the mirror and you see. But uh, it's been my experience that, uh, generally speaking, New Year's is not the time to make that decision. The time to make that decision is when you have had enough of what's been going on. And our guest today, his name is James Rice. He's written a book. It's called The 100-Pound War. And uh, it is a 100-pound war. Uh, so I'm going to introduce him in a minute, but I just wanted to just to let everybody know that his book is being well-received. Um, it is a real, not an imagined, not a hoity-toity fairyland version of it is a real blow-by-blow, moment-by-moment uh, accounting of what it takes over the course of a year to lose 100 pounds. Now he's lost over 120 pounds. He is planning on losing a little bit more so that he can, he can do a competition, um, which is a, a body makeover competition, and I think he's going to do really, really well. So with that, I'd like to introduce James Rice to the show. James, how are you today, man? 
Hey, Kevin, thank you so much for the uh, introduction. And hi, Benny, nice to, nice to hear your voice. Thank you, guys. And, uh, you know, I, I did the VR set presentation once, oh. and uh, I was walking around on the stage, and I ran into my walls. So oh, no. uh, don't, don't feel bad about that, uh, playing ping pong. I just walked into the wall. I thought everybody saw me, but, you know, nobody saw me. They just saw me on stage. See, so, Kevin, you know, there's hope for you yet. Yeah, awesome hope for VR. Right. You know, and also one more thing, I heard you talk about New Year's resolution and, and people kind of fading away at, at uh, the diet and, and giving up, not maybe not giving up, but kind of losing interest or, or stopping. It's oh, very, giving up is a good word. Yeah, very, very common. It's actually human nature. Our body goes through, I learned this because uh, I went through it, uh, it goes through a process where after two weeks, it says enough, stop dieting. Uh, and, and I did that. And then after six weeks, same thing. Stop it. Stop it. I don't want you to do it anymore. And after 12 weeks, same thing. So there, there is a natural human evolution that says, I don't want you to, to lose weight anymore. So don't feel bad out there if you're struggling at those, at those times throughout your diet, because that is just your body reacting uh, and not, and it's the, it's the war, Kevin. That's why the book is called the hundred pound war. Your body does not want to give up the fat. Your mind doesn't maybe want to change the habits. And it's a battle between your mind and your body. And it's not fun. It's not a journey. It's not a trek. It's not a walk in the forest. It's a war. It's a battle between your mind and your body. And, and so those are really key milestones. If you can make it through two weeks, that's the first step. Next one, six weeks. Next one, 12 weeks. If you can get through those three, you're, you're on pace to doing a, a great job throughout the year. So it's not maybe not your fault. I'm not a doctor or a scientist, but it may not be your fault. It may have to do with your brain and, and how it operates and stuff. By the way, I want to make sure everybody knows that this presentation, and I invite Benny to, to, to um, answer me if I'm wrong, I've been saying that this is the only live radio show in Seattle that operates commercial-free. Am I wrong in that? Ooh, boy, Kevin. Uh, I'd have to double-check with my statisticians on that one. Okay, double check on your statisticians, <laughs> but to my knowledge, and the reason that we do it that way is that we want to give you the opportunity to give us and to talk with us and to, for us to talk with the guest uninterrupted so we don't get confused or or, or take a break. So we, this is a commercial-free uh, episode of positive talk radio so i just want to get that out there because it's important that james got has got i interviewed him on positive talk.net uh positive talk radio.net uh last week and i had to have him back because his information is so timely and it is so right on um and it's so real it isn't he's right it's not a hairy a a a big hairy fat deal kind of thing that it's it's um um it's it's a journey or it's a fun thing. It's 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 it could be a real struggle. And and James, so let's let's. By the way, that's James is fifty years old and he's got an eighteen month old. So that's so oh, yeah. So Kevin, Benny, if you if you are starting to lose weight, anybody listening out there, uh, there are unintended consequences that come with weight loss. And one of those was uh, you know my testosterone increased, and now I have a. a <laughs> A toddler running around after me. Uh, I think that's so. fantastic. Or if, if you don't have unintended things and you do have intended things, that's the best thing to do. If you want to lose that's weight, get a baby. Things are working again. <laughs> right. <Literally. laughs> 200 pounds, he was friskier than a 290. <laughs> Got me into lots of trouble losing weight, and I blame my, my personal trainer and, and the gym all the time when I come in. 
Why are you tired? Because you guys gave me a toddler. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but congratulations on, on, on that. that. That is really awesome. So, But let's go back in the midst of time to two years ago, and you were at home, and you had, you had kind of a, a moment. Tell us about that moment. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't at home, actually. It was in, I was in Miami Beach, and I was heading out to a, a store to buy one of those loud, touristy shirts. And uh, I went into the store, and I couldn't find my size. I mean, I, I mean those shirts are pretty big, generally. Uh, I couldn't find my size. I walked in there with my, with my Boston Red Sox baseball cap and my Oakleys, and I was so distraught. I left the store. I left all that, the, 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 the uh, hat the glasses all behind and I rushed back to my apartment uh very upset and I, I wish it was something more significant but it was pure vanity that got me to this point and I said I need to change I need something to change I can't go into a clothing store and not be able to buy you know a, a loud tourist t-shirt for Miami Beach that something's got to change and uh prior to that you know I I was suffering from arthritis I was taking six arthritis pills a day I'm 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 Arthritis free. Doctors are amazed. There's nothing going wrong with with my knees and my shoulders now. I was high blood pressure, pre diabetic. I couldn't get my jacket on. I couldn't change the light bulb uh, in uh, in my house without 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 pain. And uh, so I've been all free. It's been absolutely wonderful. And uh, but it has not been a it has not been a fun journey. That's for sure. It's, it's a war. And I think a lot of people out there see those before and after pictures and and the biggest loser on TV and all those things. It, it doesn't work that way. Uh, you need to invest slowly a little bit every single day. It is not something you can just uh, magically uh, appear and happen to you. It is a it is a battle. It is a war and you will lose battles uh, and you will win battles. So the book is comprised of 10 different battles that I, I kind of went through. So I hope that it can help people uh, because there's, you know, there's the, there's the trainers and the nutritionists and, and they're talking science. And I don't know, I, I have no idea. I've never done this before to my body. So I hope that some of the battles I've gone through, some of the questions I raised in the books, you can bring back to your trainers, to your nutritionist uh, and talk to them uh, about it because each body is different. Uh, what works for me may not work for you. And each diet is different. So one diet may work for you. One diet may not work for me. Uh, and, and you may switch. I switched between diets quite a bit. Uh, I didn't stay on one regular diet. So I don't advocate one diet. I just advocate what works for your body. Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, you couldn't even qualify for that old joke. How many fat people does it take to change a light bulb? Yeah, zero. Zero. <laughs> Because you can't climb oh, my house. <laughs> and 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 you know, as I get older, uh, I've I've always been a big guy. When I was when I was in high school, I was in shape, um, and I played football and I wrestled and I played baseball. And uh, I, when I would go to the doctor, according to their charts, I was clinically obese. I weighed 178 pounds. I was five foot eleven. I have a very muscular build. When I was well then I had a very muscular build, but they still said that I was obese. And so a lot of people feel like they are overweight, they're obese, they're sedentary, they're older now, they don't feel like there's anything that they can do to make it work. And and in reading your book, it, it shows you that it ain't easy 
and it, it's and it's not necessarily fun all the time, but but it is something that you can do if you set your mind to it. How did you get your mind around it? Did your trainer help you with that? Oh, absolutely. I you need help. Uh, you cannot do this alone. You cannot say to yourself, "I'm going to change." I, I've done that. I'm sure you've done that. I'm sure many people out there listening have have said, "I'm just going to go do it by myself and and go on the treadmill." As you said, I'm just going to run around on the treadmill and try to change. You need help. Uh, you need somebody to walk you through the process and guide you because you hit so many walls uh, and you need that uh, you need that help. So I I advocate one of the things that I advocate in the book is what's called a lifestyle vacation. So you just take some time and right now is a great time after the holidays or, or that period between Christmas and New Year's where you take some time for yourself, invest in yourself to make that change, that mental change. To, to transition uh, your uh, food intake and, and exercise and sleep patterns and all of that. The big thing for me is finding food. I mean, how do you find this healthy food? I am not eating kale and sardines. I'm not doing that. That is not who I am. How do I find food? And so the lifestyle vacation, really, I spent a lot of time going to different supermarkets, low-carb markets, this healthy food market, that healthy food market, and trying different foods that I liked and, uh, and trying to find food that was, that was pretty nutrition, nutritionist. Because when I started... I was eating over 380 grams of sugar a day. So I, I, I'm a self-described sugar addict. I'm addicted to sugar in the same way you'd be addicted to alcohol or, or uh, addicted to drugs. If I get some sugar into my system, it's very hard for me to, to get that uh, back. Uh, so over this Christmas holiday, I had a little bit of sugar. It was tough. It's been a, very, it's been a tough journey these last couple of days to get my uh, self back to eating uh, nutrition nutritionist food. And so that's been the challenge. So James, when you're talking about 380 grams of sugar, we're not, some of us, and including myself, I have no earthly idea what that means. Uh, so how much sugar actually is that? So, uh, so that's a lot. I mean, if you think about it, uh, 38 grams of sugar is in one Coke. So how many Cokes? I'd be drinking 10 Cokes a day uh, of sugar, essentially. Uh, so, um, how much sugar do you need? Do you know? Benny, I think I've talked to Kevin. How much sugar do does your body need? I don't know if Benny's there. Sorry, I, guys. I, I was out getting a Coke. What was that question again? <laughs> My bad. I said, I said, how much sugar does your body need, Benny? I asked Kevin this before. He knew oh, the answer. Uh, like actually to run? In a day. Yeah. How much sugar in a day does your body actually need? And what increments are we looking at? Like cups? Grams. 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 Because grams. cups would be like way too much. grams of sugar is in one Coke. That's I too know. high. I mean, no, I know there's a lot in a, in a can of Coke. So I'll just say 10 grams. 10 grams. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. That's bad. That's not bad. Uh, it's, it's, the WHO says it's about 24 to 26 grams. Okay. But nutritionists will say, you know, six grams for uh, women and nine grams for men. But actually, you know, your body really doesn't need any sugar, huh. any processed sugar. You can get it naturally from eating fruits and berries and grapefruits and things like that. So my journey wasn't about a diet, but about getting my sugar number down and looking at the back of, of all the, the food and, and, and what, uh, how much sugar is in each food to around 14 grams. So I was eating between eight grams and 14 grams of sugar. I started with 380 and I got it down to eight grams. The difference between eight grams and 14 grams, if I had a half a grapefruit, that's six grams of sugar and a half a grapefruit. 
grapefruit. So if you have a half a grapefruit in the morning, that's enough sugar for you for the whole day. Amazing. Now, James, I want people to understand something here. Um, sugar, like alcohol, like other illegal drugs, has consequences if you're taking too much of it and then you cut it out. You will go through some sort of withdrawal. James, describe yours. So on day four, uh, I kind of did cold turkey, which probably wasn't the best strategy. I don't recommend that. Uh, I did cold turkey, and I had uh, the shakes. I had sweats. Uh, I was uh, in bed uh, just uh, soaking, soaking wet. Everything that you would do if you were, you know, a drug addict coming out or, a, or a, 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 an, a, an alcoholic coming out, it was that intense of a withdrawal. Uh, and I felt, uh, I felt I was going to die. I was like, oh, my God, what's happening to my body? And uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done it. I don't recommend that. There are probably better ways to do that. But that's I what I did. But that, that's the withdrawal effect of sugar. That's how powerful it was. I didn't know that when I, when I did it. Right. Well, I would recommend, therefore, that when before you embark upon a major diet like we're talking about here or a major change of lifestyle, this is more of a change of lifestyle than it is a necessarily a diet. Uh, make sure that you're in concert with your doctor and so that you can, if you are a sugarholic, and so that you can take it down step by step so that you can avoid some of that and you can be monitored by your healthcare professional because it can, it can be a life-threatening event in some cases. So you need to be very careful. So, and I learned, and I talked about it in the book, I learned about transitional food, food that would take me down uh, from the sugar to being uh, that, that eight grams, 14 grams of sugar. And one of the foods was sugar-free Jello. Uh, so I would buy a sugar-free Jello uh, cook it up and put it into small little containers and have that when I had the sugar craving. So I'd have three of those, you know, kind of for a dessert or for a snack if I had a craving. Just a small, like three bites, literally three bites of jello, and that would calm my mind down. So that was one of the kind of hacks that I learned to get over the sugar uh, habit. So there's a lot of transitional foods in there that I recommend because you can't go from what I was eating uh, to, you know, kale and sardines and eggs and that just doesn't fill me up you know now i i can eat that i'm, I'm at a good point where i can eat that uh very very healthy food but you know at, at 380 grams of sugar forget about it i'm not i'm not i'm not making that big of a lifestyle change so you went from two 90 something yeah and although i'll bet you i'm willing to bet because i've been there that there were days and that you were uh, after after Thanksgiving or something that you probably topped over 300 um, oh, yeah. you know so and then but 292 and today you are at 173 172 and yeah. you're going and and tell us about the uh, competition you're going to embark see and this is the, the, the one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is the really cool thing is that when you lose that kind of weight it changes everything it's in, you, you've got an 18-month-old child that, that you had doing that. You're now doing competitions. Your entire uh, – you were – and you were telling me the last time we talked that at 48 years old, you were sitting there at 290 pounds saying, well, you know, if I die tomorrow, that's okay. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I remember having those thoughts uh, at 48 years old saying, if I die, you know, I've had a good life. I've had a good life and, and I can move on. And now I'm saying I want to live to see my uh, son's 50th birthday.
birthday, my toddlers. I want to live for the next 50 years. Uh, I have no, uh, I've tons of, of dreams and aspirations that I didn't have at 48. So the body transformation um, uh, challenge, uh, what happens is there's, a, there's other people such as myself that have gone through this transformation process where they've lost a significant amount of weight. So they bring them on stage and it's during a, a real bodybuilding competition, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger type competitions. I'm not entering that. That's uh, although they, they do want me to go into the 50 plus, there's a category for that, but maybe, <laughs> maybe next year I'll do that goal. Uh, so, but right now we're trying to tone my body down because there's a lot of flabby skin and things like that. That's a bit of a challenge uh, to get me into the body transformation uh, competition. So uh, there'd be other people such as myself, and they have so, so many incredible stories of overcoming addiction, overcoming cancer, uh, all of those uh, issues that they've tried to transform their bodies. So body transformation doesn't always mean that it's just going from fat to, to thin. It can be transforming out of an addiction or transforming out of a, an illness uh, and, and trying to make your body clean. And that's, that's what transformation is. And it's better than, I, I hate using the word diet because diet comes with uh, so many questions uh, like which diet is better, paleo or uh, Atkins or keto or which that there's like a plan that you have to follow. Whereas I prefer to say it's a transformation and uh, it's a lifestyle transformation. It's a body transformation. And um, it's like, you know, Warren Buffett, you just invest a little bit in yourself every single day and, and, and you will see improvement. Uh, as you look back, you'll say, wow, I've improved so much. Uh, so it's just, a, it, but it's, it's incremental, it's small. And, and, you know, you want to see that 30 pound before and after picture of yourself, but it just doesn't happen. And it took me a long time to really show my body. It took me about eight, nine months where I felt comfortable showing my big belly. I mean, if you go to our website, you can see my, my big belly photo. And uh, I went on a belly tour uh, and, and showed off my, my, my weight loss. And, and uh, that was, again, a motivational tool to keep me going, keep me going. Because a lot of people gave me inspiration by saying, you know, you keep going, you're doing a great job, you're doing a great job. So uh, uh, there's, a, there's a, a lot of ways to look at body transformation, not just going from fat to thin, but trying to transform your lifestyle. You know, that's interesting that now you're willing to get on stage in your underwear and show your body out. Yeah, I know, it's weird, right? It is. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, 100%. I'm very, very nervous about it, you know, but uh, yep. we're going to work towards that goal. It's important to have a goal and keep working towards. Make sure that Speedo covers everything now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, but uh, it's interesting. <laughs> you, you have accomplished so much, and your book, which, by the way, the name of the book is The 100-Pound War, um, because it's it's a battle for your, and really, honestly, it's a battle for who you really are. And uh, it's a change of lifestyle. It's a change of, and because a diet to me, and James, correct me if I'm wrong, but a diet to me means that you're going to do this for a while, you're going to lose the weight, and then you can go back to the way you quote unquote normally ate. And you can't do that. No. And you've got to, you've, you, you've got to find the food and the methodology that you feel comfortable with. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people ask me about keto. Uh, I did try uh, keto and intermittent fasting. I did, I did that. I did a little bit of it. Uh, but, you know, fasting for 18 hours, forget about it. I couldn't do it. I need three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Uh, there's a gentleman in our gym. Uh, he does 36-hour fasts, and he works out during those fasts, and he loves it. I, I do not. 
So it just depends on you, what you can handle and what you feel comfortable with. But I did try it. I'm, I'm, I was open to trying the intermittent fasting. I was open to trying some of the other types of diets out there. And my, what I come up with was a kind of a mishmash of different diets that work for my body. So there is a certain amount of, first of all, you need support. You need support from family and friends so that people aren't showing up uh, with donuts and, and with that kind of thing. And, and, uh, yeah. Well, we talked about that, right, Kevin? I mean, one of the yeah. issues, when I, when I started the diet in the first week or two, uh, and the, there's a video on our website of me, you know, kind of confessing uh, that I was really emotionally distraught when people would show up in my office saying, hey, James, you want a donut? Hey, you're on a diet. Hey, who's going to be Santa Claus? They made uh, joke after joke after joke because, you know, like you, Kevin, I'm a jovial guy. I like to have fun. I like to laugh. Uh, and and they, they were, you know, being sarcastic. I get it. I understand. But I don't think they believed how serious I was trying to change. And so uh, that became a really uh, an emotional moment for me. And I made a video of it on on day 14 and I put it up on the website where I was just talking saying, I don't know if I'm gonna get through this, but this, you know, really hurt uh, my my feelings to that I'm trying to change here, everyone. Exactly, And, and it's a matter, in your case, it was a matter of life and death. Absolutely, absolutely. Because if you didn't change, it was going to be, it, it, you would have continued down the same path, and then we would read you about you in the newspaper that you suddenly keeled over. And, you know, I, I drove a bus for a long time, and there were several times when I would uh, see people by the side of the road, and they were getting uh, um, they were getting CPR because they either had a heart attack or something while they were driving, and all of them were overweight. Uh, there wasn't a skinny one that I'd ever seen. I saw five or six of them over the course of my time. That, that, and most of them died. Um, but uh, and they were all heavy. And so you know, if and if you want to take care of yourself and take care of your kids and your grandkids, and if you just want to be healthy and feel better, um, get James's book. Uh, it, it'll give you some insight as to how difficult it can be, and then, but also gives you a lot of ways that you can short circuit that and do the things that uh, James had to learn kind of all by himself. He's written it down for you, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I, I find it, I found it very interesting. I found a, an amazing article on uh, the New York Post over the weekend, and they were talking about Jeff Bezos and uh, Tom Brady and the, their body transformations and what, what are they doing and how are they doing it and what, how much money are they spending on their bodies. And when you read down the article, what they were talking about was they were getting a good night's sleep, they were eating nutritious foods, okay, they were managing their stress, they were taking uh, supplements that Tom Brady sells now, uh, and they were exercising. Those are the exact five things that I did. Those are the exact five things that you need to do, the listeners need to do out there who want to lose weight. It's, it's not magical. Uh, it's just consistency, consistency, consistency. And it doesn't matter how rich you are or how poor you are. If you follow those five uh, elements and you get the support you need to help you through any of the battles, uh, you'll lose weight. You know, there's an interesting thing. Like I, I said at the top of the hour, I got this uh, virtual uh, um, reality uh, gaming system. And uh, one of the things they have on there is meditation. And the, the meditations are really, really cool. And so if you don't have, so a lot of us 
you know, live alone, we're maybe older, we don't have a great support system around us, but you can figure out a great support system to have. Meditation is a great way to quiet your mind uh, and to bring everything into focus for you. And so, you know, if you, even if you don't have the money to buy a game system and have a guided meditation like I do, um, you can still uh, meditate yourself. There are lots of books on, on that. And, and stuff like that, so that you can get your mind right. Because as as James, even James, after you, tell him about this. After you lost fifty pounds, you weren't satisfied at at that point. You were still you were still not you were still thinking like a fat guy, right? Oh, absolutely. I I felt more fat uh, at, when I lost fifty pounds than I did at three hundred pounds. I don't know why, but uh, my trainer said this is a, a, a kind of a natural thought process that you go through when you're losing weight is that you start to notice yourself. Even now I'm sitting here at 172 and I got, I got, I got fat in that triceps. I need to get my triceps working. I got, I mean, James, you look great. What are you doing talking about that? But I notice, I notice myself better. Whereas before I was just, uh, you know, big boned, jovial kind of guy, but regarding meditation, a, a good point that you make, because that goes to stress. So that's one of the five key elements that you need to manage in order to lose weight. Stress is a killer. We all know how difficult it is and how, you, how to manage that stress. Uh, meditation is good. Uh, when I'm working out, I find I, it really helps to clear my mind. Um, I, I went through in the book, I talk about the death of my father. Uh, he went downhill into palliative care and, and I managed all my stress through um, uh, through working out and, and how to get enough sleep and make sure you're getting proper sleep and proper rest to manage the stress. So I talk about that in the book as well, because, uh, you know, life happens and there are big events during your life and you've got to be able to get through those um, moments. And, and how do you do that when a family member dies, for example? And, uh, you know, I learned that what you do is you just scale back, you keep working out, but you scale back, okay? You go, instead of doing 100%, you're doing 50%. So instead of lifting 50, pound, 50 pounds, I'd be lifting 25 pounds just to keep the stress, managing the stress, keep that, keep, I can feel it coming up through my neck and into my uh, back of my head. That's where the stress goes for me. It, it, the stress goes different areas, but I can, uh, for everybody, but I, that's where I feel it. So it's, it's, it's one of the points that you need to manage stress. Stress is a killer. And, and stress is something that we have ultimate control over. If, if we are uh, willing, if we are able to put ourselves in a position where we can understand that stress is going to happen, but, but not to take it so personally and, 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 to, and to use meditation, to use talking to people. Um, and, uh, uh, being, or, to use, or to use exercise. That's what, that's what I did. Exercise I said, is a great way. Yeah. What do I do? How do I manage the stress? It's, it's, it's really bothering me. Just come to the gym. Don't, don't do your regular routine. Just take it down uh, and get through it. Just get through the other side. And then I, I felt, I felt much better. And uh, so that was one case where exercise uh, became very uh, important uh, to managing my stress. Uh, but absolutely, whatever you need to get through the stress and, and get that, that cortisol, that stress hormone down and under control. But I, I, I argue that we don't have a lot of control over it. Uh, it, it we, we are reactive to stress. And in, in the past, 
I would grab a Coke and a bag of chips. So I'd be like, Benny, I'm going to get my Coke. And, uh, you know, that's how I handled stress because it would just make me feel good for 10 or 15 minutes. And then the stress would come back. Uh, so it didn't really solve anything. It just made me feel good. And that's what a lot of people do. They reach for something that makes them feel good. And, and oftentimes that is something that we shouldn't be putting into our bodies. Well, we all want to feel good. I mean, it's, you know, but, but the reality is a lot of times the things that we use to make us feel good are not very good for us long term. Well, and, and you need more of it. So my schedule, I would be up at eight o'clock dragging my butt out of bed. And, and by 10 o'clock, you know, I need my coffee with sugar and I need, you know, I need a granola bar and then lunch, have a lunch. And then I have that lunchtime crash at three o'clock, need my Coke, need my sugar. I'm almost asleep at work and I come home at maybe five o'clock. I have a nap and then I have dinner and I have a sugar retreat before I go to bed. That was my routine. My routine now is I'm up at 6 a.m. I'm in the gym at seven. I work out till nine. I come back home. I don't touch food at all until noon. And then afternoon, I continue on, I continue through, I continue all the way, I work until like nine o'clock at night, I don't have an issue where I got a toddler, I got to manage all of that. I'm, I'm working, you know, uh, 16 hours a day without any issue at all now, without any break, without anything, but I'm not grabbing, you know, unhealthy snacks or unhealthy food. If I need a snack, I might grab a piece of shrimp, or, uh, you know, some nuts uh, to get through. So that's that's the change that you will go through in your life. And I'm doing a whole lot more. And it's a whole lifestyle change. And it's not something that you can go back to the way you... And, and the, the reality is, and you would no more go back to the way you used to live than fly to the moon, would you? Well, I, I you know, it was New Year's Day and, and Christmas Day, those two days with the family over, my routine is all off. We're eating unhealthy, you know, sweets that they're bringing over. You can't resist them. It's Christmas time. It's okay. And I felt just so terrible the next day. Um, <laughs> bodies inflamed. I could feel like it, my, my inflammation flowing through again, joint pain. I'm going, oh man, I just ate too much, too many carbs, you know, too many sweet things. And sugar basically, you know, attacks your weak points. You know, if you have weak, uh, weak knee where I have a, a, a ligament issues, uh, it goes right there to your knee, you know, and it attacks it. And that's where you feel your pain. So, uh, you know, that's that that stuff happens. So it's very I feel so terrible when I fall off the wagon, even for a day at like Christmas and New Year's. The next day is it's brutal. You know, I was sitting there yesterday watching the uh, Seahawks actually win a game. And I was really impressed that they actually I hope you're not from Detroit, by the way. You know, you're from Canada, no, so you're, no. you're, you're, we're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> and uh, Russell and, Wilson, man, come on. Yeah, exactly. And so I was thinking of the, um, I was watching the commercials, and it was like, you know, if I had on New Year's Eve said, "All right, this is it. This is my last beer. This is my last piece of pizza," and then and then they show the the pizza, you know, order it and bring it home or have it delivered or the, or the, uh, get get, uh, the, the burgers for, um, you know, two for six bucks or whatever. It's like, well, that's, that sounds good, but they don't really tell you, they don't want to tell you how many calories are in a big Mac. Um, and it's, you can have two of those and that's all you get for the day. Um, and stuff. So, so you really got to watch what you're even, even watching on TV, because the commercials can do you in at times too, can't they? Yeah, they certainly uh, affected me in the beginning. And it's a good point, Kevin, because at the beginning I had, in month two, I had a, an, an 
unbelievable craving for Wendy's hamburger. Uh, I've never had, I'm not, I'm, I've never been a huge Wendy's fan, but I mean, I like Wendy's just like anybody else. But I mean, this craving, I could taste it. I could feel it. I could smell it. I, I just wanted a Wendy's hamburger. And I texted my trainer. I said, I'm, I'm having a real bad moment. What do I do? And he said, you know what? You, you, this is month two. You've been doing very well, James. Go have the Wendy's hamburger. So I, I went and I had the hamburger and fries and it tasted good going down. Since that day, two years ago, I've never had another craving for Wendy's hamburger. Whatever happens mentally or emotionally in my body, don't need it, don't want it. And in fact, I, when I walk by it, the smell kind of makes me a bit ill now. So um, there, these are the things that the trainer, it, it, he told me, it's okay, go, go do it. And that's, that's what I did. So that's where that advice comes in you know did you want me to do it no obviously not but you're having a kind of a mental war battle with yourself sometimes you gotta let your body win and and then move on from there and that's what he did and the other things people ask me about is cravings do you you know and, and cheat days and uh do you have a cheat day and satisfy your cravings and you know i know the rock gets a big uh, a shout out because he does these massive cheat days where he's, you know, 5,000 calories worth of pancakes. But I mean, The Rock works incredibly hard. He can eat 5,000 calories. So uh, it was month nine and uh, we were about 10 pounds away from our goal and uh, of losing 100 pounds. And he said, James, just go have fun this weekend. Enjoy, eat whatever you want. We'll go see you back in the gym. It was Labor Day weekend. And I did. I ate, I ate everything that I was kind of wanting to eat uh, that was around and, and we went out to a restaurant and I had a great time. And uh, that month, uh, month nine, I only lost two pounds. Usually I, before that I was losing seven, eight, nine, ten 10 pounds a month. Uh, I just couldn't get back on track. So I'm not a big fan of cheat days. Uh, I prefer cheat meals. So when you have that craving for Wendy's, reach out, have it, satisfy it, move on but not necessarily a whole day where you're like, you know, gluttonously eating all your food. So that's what I recommend. Exactly. Now, so now let me ask you, your body has changed. You've lost a ton of weight, um, 120 pounds to date or more. And so what is it like? Um, does your skin, I mean, because you, you know, your skin had 290 pounds. Now it's got 170 pounds. Does does the skin retract? How, how does that work? Does it? Can you can you get it back so that it's the way it's supposed to be? Uh, you can see me in the video. I used to have this very large turkey chin uh, down under underneath my. Oh, you no, you look great. But uh, it, it it it's gone away. But as it was going away. I was like, oh, I hate this turkey chin because it was even it was hanging like more flabby, hanging down. I was like, ah, oh, this is terrible. I can't go through life like this. They said, you just got to stay with it, stay with it. It's going to go away. And eventually it did. It took a long time for it to go away, but it did. And I, now I have the battle around with flabby skin around my belly uh, because it looks like, you know, I was pregnant and I've had like triplets or something with the skin just hanging down off my fat and uh i'm like i'm distraught by it three three or four months ago i guess maybe july in the summertime i guess uh i was really distraught with the flabby skin and uh, and, and one of the guys at the gym who also had lost he had lost about 60 70 pounds he showed me his flab and he said look at it goes away just be patient so it hasn't gone away yet i'm still patient but it's one of those frustrating things that i wish you know, I can hide it when I go on stage. I'm confident we can hide the flabby skin under the under the speedo, but it's still there. It still kind of bothers me. So yeah, flabby skin 
and and I wish I, I wish I had an answer that would would satisfy people, but it's just hard work. Keep going. I mean, basically, you know, you gotta let your your body eat the, that fat away and pull the skin back. It may never come back to normal because hey, I mean, I had it for you know. 15 20 years big fat belly so it's not going to go away so easily <laughs> well but yeah but yeah but if you're looking at you and <clears throat> because this is audio excuse me because this is audio and this is radio you can't see james but i can tell you that he does not have any excess skin around his neck um uh, and and stuff it's all it's all retracted nice it looks great and he, yeah. he looks like he looks like he's never been anything other than what he is today and the other thing, the other thing that was really interesting, I went for when I was 48, I went for an eye checkup and they gave me the glasses that you're, you're seeing now. Two years later, I went back and he goes, the, the eye doctor goes, your eyes haven't changed. Are you exercising? I said, I am. Have you lost weight? I said, I did. He said, your eyes are better than 95% of the 50 year old men that I see. So keep going. So my eyes stopped getting worse. Isn't that weird? One of the weird things that I, I learned about uh, losing weight that I, that it helped my eyes. I wear glasses now because of the glare, basically from the computer screen. But uh, I don't need glasses, uh, you know, to 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 you know function anymore. But I was headed down that path. My eyes were you know getting worse and worse and worse, and uh, they've stopped. It's really interesting. Well, I'm convinced that that uh, the reason that all that happens is that. Your body is designed to work as a machine and needs certain things to be able to function properly. And if you give it those things, then it can function well and it can function properly rather than if you give it the stuff that, and let's be honest here. Uh, and I mentioned it in the podcast, but there's a particular restaurant in Seattle that loves, 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 loves to give you to go boxes because they give you so much food you can't possibly eat it. Well, they're known for that. And so consequently, a lot of the people who go there are heavy because that's the style of food they like. And, and so it, it becomes real difficult for well, you them. Need to eat more. I mean, you know, if you have a bigger belly, you need to eat more uh, to fill the belly. Uh, you know, I mean, that's the reality. So as your belly gets bigger. So the transition, the war is you got to tell your body to eat the fat that's inside you. Okay. So, right. you know, start eating that fat rather than. Uh, food. You, when you're as large as I was at 300 pounds, you actually don't need to eat. You can just let your body eat eat itself. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, it eats it yeah. eats muscle too. So, yeah. you, but but you're doing you did it correctly. But again, it, you call it the hundred pound war because, regardless of what you've been told, losing a hundred pounds, keeping it off, and being healthy is not easy. It takes commitment, it takes hard work, and it takes a team. And it takes a team. Absolutely. Uh, my wife has been tremendous. My personal trainer has been tremendous. My kids, my older kids, uh, because I do have two older ones, one of my boys has become a personal trainer uh, through this process. He's got his certification. So I've got a team of people around me helping me and supporting me. And my wife was a tremendous support because she took, uh, she threw out all of the snacks and all of the foods right away. And I do have, I wanted to reach for those treats, you know, and, but they weren't there. So now it becomes really difficult. How do I get a treat? Well, I got to go outside. I got to go to the, they're going to buy and I got to, I got to come back. So if they're not there, you're not going to reach for them. So that's a, that's a, that's a, one of the first lifestyle 
the changes you need to make is just throw away all of those treats. And, and the second is stop buying anything in a box or anything packaged or anything processed. Walk around the outside of the supermarket, the produce, the dairy, the meats, uh, and buy those, uh, those uh, uh, items. Uh, don't buy anything in a box. Uh, there's very, uh, there's nothing, I don't buy anything in a box anymore. There's nothing processed. I think maybe crackers. I might have a cracker with my soup. Uh, that's about all I buy that is in a package. We know the the sad thing is in our country right now, there are, first of all, it's more expensive to eat healthy than it is to buy macaroni and cheese in a box. And then it, all it takes is a little bit of butter and a little bit of milk. And then voila, you've got this macaroni and cheese dinner, which is made from process, not even processed cheese. It's made from a powder. And so we're not exactly sure what's in that powder. Um, so, but, and so a lot of people say, well, I can feed my kids for a buck or I can feed them more expensively, but long-term, I understand it's difficult, but long-term you need to try and budget so that you can eat and feed your kids more healthy things so that they don't have to go through what we're going through. When I was a kid, macaroni and cheese was a staple um, because it was easy and it was fast and it, and, and, and it could fill the kids up for not much money. But- uh, I, I, I completely understand the, the money issue, and it was my concern as well because I was trying many types of food, so I was buying maybe double, I was spending maybe double what I was uh, spending on my normal grocery bill. And so that's part of the, what I put in my book. Here's the list of foods that I, I use to, to eat through the week. And, and you'll see it's not that expensive. Uh, but I, I did go through that process of trying to find foods. But that's where I took that jello and said, look, at, if that's sweet, I'll take a package of jello, 99 cents, and I split that's my dessert three times, a, three or four times a day. So that's my treat three or four times a day is a little small dish of jello, which is one package, 99 cents or a buck or a dollar 29, whatever it is you pay. So that's what I, that's what I use. So you, you learn to kind of divide up your food to answer your cravings uh, and, and support that through the, through the process. So I used to like protein bars, which are really not healthy. They've got a ton of sugar in them, uh, but I still needed them. And that's one of the transitional foods that I use. It's from Atkins, so I don't usually don't talk about products, but uh, they have no sugar in it. Uh, so, I, and I would chop it up into small uh, bite-sized pieces. So, if I had a craving, boom, I'd reach for that. Go to Costco, big bag of almonds, big bag of pistachios. Put it beside your desk, reach for it, have a handful of almonds. It'll satisfy your craving and, and your hunger. Uh, so those little things, you can buy a lot of, uh, uh, you know, food that's functional and, and useful and uh, um, that's not expensive. But I, I, I hear you on the, on the money part. And I, it really bothers me when I see a buck 99 for sugary cereal. Uh, and my cereal that I use, which is incredibly healthy, is $12.99. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I eat it, you know, lasts me for a month. But I know what people are doing. They're spending two bucks on, on the sugary cereal. And it's just killing you. It's killing you. Well, when I was growing up... There, there were days when I would uh, come home from school because uh, she gave us uh, like half an apple and uh, you know that lunch meat that's really, really, really thin? 
she would she would try and make one little bag of lunch meat last for like two or three days, yeah. so so they you would get three or four um, um, pieces of that meat in in the in the sandwich, and I'd get half an apple. So I would be hungry by the time I got home after running around all day. So I'd have a box of cereal. We're not talking about a bowl of cereal. We're talking about a box of cereal, and then I would have dinner at the, at the after that. So. You know, and, and then when you get older, <laughs> my sons have discovered this. It's sweet revenge, I got to tell you. My sons have discovered that when they were a kid, they could eat anything they wanted. And I was struggling with my weight because I had physical issues and stuff. And they and they were like, ha-ha, dad, can't, da, da, da. now they've, their metabolism is slowing down a little bit. Their activity level is slowing down again. So they're facing the same thing. So it kind of comes around, goes around. But uh, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I do. I do love going to the gym and uh, putting those twenty-year-olds in their place when they can't uh, keep up with me. Yeah, I'll have to send you a picture. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to send you a picture of my youngest, though. He's a bodybuilder as well. Okay, and, great. And he is, uh, you know, he he's explained to me all the things you have to do as a bodybuilder, as yeah. far as like all the chicken and rice and how structured your meals have to be and all that kind of stuff. So well, I'm learning that. Uh, maybe my second book. Because uh, it's really hard. It's really, really tough. I have tremendous respect for, for people that have been doing the bodybuilding because mentally it's really, uh, uh, you've got to be disciplined to get through it. And so for somebody like me who's been undisciplined in terms of eating, to be disciplined eating chicken and broccoli and all of this food that I really don't want to eat and fish, which I hate, but I eat it anyways because then when I eat fish, I hate it, but the next day I feel so good. I feel so refreshed. I just so I, I'm keeping on eating fish, but not not the food that not my favorite food. That's for sure. But you know, one of the things that I did at the beginning, one of the, the foods that I ate at the beginning was protein shakes. Uh, a very very good protein shake um, because I was so hungry and it would satiate me uh, with protein shakes. So I'd have three or four protein shakes a day. So we weren't worried about calories to start. We were worried about just kind of controlling my intake of food at the beginning. And in fact, some people ask me, how many times did you work out? And I worked out only 11 times in my first three months. I just once a week, but everything was related to food, food, food. How do we control what we're putting into our bodies? I have to ask. I have to ask you at the beginning of the show, and you say in some of your promotional material that you weren't going to eat sardines. Have you ever tried a sardine? Nope, still have not. No, I haven't either. I, I did try kale. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. <laughs> you have to cook kale for like a week yeah, in order for it to, you know. We used that when I was in the restaurant business. We used that as a garnish to put on the salad bar. Yeah. The in between. Broccoli, broccoli and fish are the big changes, the foods that I absolutely hate that I've, I've gotten to. Uh, at this point, to take some, a little bit, not a lot. James, we're going to run out of time here, so tell yeah. us about the, the name of the book and the website. So it's a 100-pound war, www100, 100-pound war. And uh, there's great videos in there. And, and if you're into Canada, come to Toronto. You can come work out with us uh, at the gym, work out with me, uh, and we'll have a session. It's all there. You can, you can get a session with my trainer, you know, measure your body fat, measure your weight, get some advice. Uh, if you're in, in Toronto, Canada, uh, make sure you look us up. Very good. So Toronto, Canada is where you need to go to find James. James Rice has been our guest this hour, and I want to thank you very much for coming in and talking to us today. Cause what you're, what you're, what you did is something that that a lot of us would love to do, but we have to understand that it's not like you're gonna 
wake up tomorrow and be thin. It's it's an entire process, and it's it's a it's a war, and you got to go you you got to figure it all out, and uh, you've done that, and uh, your life is is immeasurably. Would you say your life is immeasurably better? Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, but you do need the right mindset when you're entering in because those first twelve weeks, it's hell. You're going into battle. It's very tough. And uh, be careful of unintended consequences. I'm looking at my uh, uh, 15-month-old <laughs> toddler boy, son, now. Be careful what, what you wish for. Yeah. I bet you your wife was surprised. Surprise! Absolutely. Happy surprises. Happy surprises. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I was, I was what was termed a mistake. So when I asked my, my mother years later, so... I, well, never mind. I'll tell that story another time because we were running out of time. Hey, everybody, take care of yourselves. Thank you, James Rice, for being here. Take care of, every, of yourselves, everybody, and have a great day. And I'll see you Wednesday at 4.